The Multiple Personalities Podcast is brought to you by Uncle Pete's Homemade Gravy. Whatever the occasion, Uncle Pete's has the gravy you need to put the finishing touches on your culinary masterpiece. Whether you need red gravy, white gravy, brown gravy, lumpy gravy, creamy gravy, baby gravy, or mystery gravy, just grab one of Uncle Pete's wrinkly gravy sacks and gently pump out that sweet, sweet nectar. All of your guests will be saying, mm-mm. Did you top that with Uncle Pete's? This is Multiple Personalities. Multiple Personalities. Multiple Personalities. Welcome back, everybody, to the Multiple Personalities Podcast. This is episode 18. 1-8. We did it. Um, I am Our your podcast host, can join the military and vote now. <laughs> That's right. Did you did you sign us up for the uh, draft, Bernie? No. Oh, okay. Well, we need to get on that. Um, I'm here, obviously, as you heard, with Bernie. Um, he is back. Hello, hello. We are we are currently in the process of setting up our religion, and um, we will go into a little bit of detail of that in a second. I'm also here with Lauren. What's up? Lauren was not Lauren was not with us last week. Um, Lauren, did did the Easter Mule come and visit you over the recent holiday? Um, no, no, can't say that he did. He didn't knock your mailbox down with his penis. No, my mailbox is still standing. Well, that's right. That's Magical creatures don't get COVID at her house. That's right, they don't. Which I did see in my Facebook memories today. I had made a post last year about having that conversation with Lucas. About the wow. Easter mule? About the Easter bunny and how oh. he didn't get COVID because he was a magical <laughs> creature. Bernie, what you got anything new for us this week? So as Craig, uh, you touched on earlier, and by earlier I mean like fucking 40 seconds ago. <laughs> uh, we do, we, we've made a lot of progress, leaps and bounds with uh, establishing this new religion. Our holy, we're not going to call the holy trinity because that's what the Christians have. And if you paid attention, if you've paid attention at all since we started this show, you'll know exactly how I feel about those people. So, but we, since we have three holy figures, we're going to call them the Terrific Trio. (laughs) And our religion will be symbolized by Jim Jones, the Kool-Aid Man, and a Triceratops. Mm -hmm. And and the the logo, the uh, marketing for our religion will simply be Jim Jones holding the the jar that is the Kool-Aid man while riding said triceratops. So yes. um, so there's that. So if you're interested in joining, that's a fourth thing you can contribute to us. Just email us. We'll send, show you how to send us money. Um, well, we can actually combine it too, Bernie, if you think about it, because one of our money requests is to buy a dinosaur skeleton and reanimate it. So we could get a triceratops skeleton... True. Reanimate it, reanimate Jim Jones. I don't know if we want to reanimate Jim Jones. I think we should hologram him. Hologram. Well, as long as we have the Triceratops, I mean, because as we learned last week, the Triceratops is a fucking dinosaur. That's right. Was there any question that it wasn't? Um, if you would you have listened listen to the less. episode, <laughs> okay. you would have understood. Christ. Right. <laughs> <laughs> This is I'll how good we're doing, folks. That. Our our cast won't even listen to the episodes. Yeah. 
It's been a busy week at work. Right. It's what, sitting um, at a desk, staring at a screen with your, with nothing, listening, with, with listening, while listening to nothing? <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> that was a very difficult, that was a very difficult 10 seconds in my life. <laughs> Words are hard. No, we, oh. I had a lot of burials to process, so when I... She had to put a lot of babies in the attic. I did, so when I have a lot of shit to do, I can't listen to podcasts. I have to listen to, like, regular music, because I'm not going to absorb podcasts. Do you, what do you listen to? I have, like, a mixed playlist on Spotify. Let the the impotent sea snakes. Let the body hit the floor. <laughs> that is on my, on my list, yeah. The violent films. There's a song I, I think just I started. I do have Violet Thumbs on there too. <laughs> yeah, that was. So I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, it was funny. It made me laugh. There's a song that I've recently started listening to. That's uh, it's a banger. It's a pretty pretty good. It's by Corb Lund, and it makes me think of you because it's called. It's it's kind of a folksy, funky, bluesy jam, and it's called Dig Grave Digger Dig. Okay. And it's about <laughs> it's about a grave digger, and it's actually, as the children say on on the interwebs, it it slaps. Do slaps. they say that? Okay. They say they started saying that now. I've also oh, saw okay. pe- people using the phrase "cap." Phrase I think cap? my niece said that the other day. They say "cap." Yeah, um, like Captain America. No, they say "cap," and according to the internet, it means a lie. Praise oh I don't understand. So so instead of saying instead of saying like instead of calling someone out and being like, Oh, that's bullshit on their post or something, they just write cap. That's like saying F's in the chat. Which I did appreciate your post earlier about John F. Kennedy. <laughs> that was a real that's real highbrow humor. <laughs> yeah, Lauren, oh. did you see it? I did see it, yeah. Do you did you understand it? it? No, I sure didn't. Oh god. It's a Call of Duty thing. It's a Call oh, of Duty okay. reference. That's why yeah. I didn't understand it. <laughs> well, Bernie, do you uh, do you have a uh, a word from the dictionary of urban? I do. Uh, in fact, I have it pulled up already. I already clicked the random button. I clicked it several times because the first four were just insanely racist, and I'm beginning to wonder if <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder about the people who contribute to UrbanDictionary.com. Because yeah, so but this one is uh, this is a good one. It's an acronym, and and I feel like this is one that is used in Lauren's vocabulary more than yours and mine. Oh, um, Lord. And the, the acronym is the acronym is D I L F. It's it's said oh. it's pronounced DILF, and it says uh, the definition is an acronym for Dad. I'd like to fuck. A DILF is any man, typically between the ages of 30 and 50, who is incredibly attractive and has kids. They are usually really cut from activities such as pushing strollers, giving piggyback rides, and intense trips to the local park or Disney World. They also have a killer smile and sense of childlike joy because they play with their kids all the time. Unfortunately, getting with them is hard as they are very tip- as they are typically very faithful to their wife, C. MILF. <laughs> <laughs> So, Lauren, do you use right. that in your daily conversations? I can't say it's daily conversations. Um, I might have used it once or twice in my lifetime. Yeah, um, you have. Yeah, yeah, I have. You've used you've used the word DILF or you've used the DILF? Yes. Hey! 
Well, we already did discover that she uh, can withstand a lot of pain, apparently. I forgot about that. <laughs> and I didn't even have to put that together in an audio clip. Man, you know how I am. No, I don't. But <laughs> now we do. <laughs> the, the more you know. Uh, that's right. Oh, that's not a segment that we're starting. <laughs> so, Bernie, um, do you know any DILFs? No. Neither do I. Well, I don't know. Maybe I do. I feel like the part of the definition where it says that a DILF is hard to get with because of the MILF that's with the him. MILF. <laughs> you're just looking in the wrong spots because you got to find the single ones. There's plenty of single dads out there. Right. There's There's plenty of single dads out there. And... You know the, the ones that are in decent shape. They they you know they've got the like kind of salt and pepper beard situation going on. Yeah. Good hair. Couple yeah. Lauren's already like I gotta fucking <laughs> I gotta take a break. Take a break. <laughs> the mic. I'm a head on out of here. Yeah, that's you know I feel like those guys with the fucking at least a full sleeve, and uh, I don't know about piercings. I don't know if chicks are still into piercings, but and... definitely the guy with the salt and pepper beard, a shit ton of tattoos couple of kids and from what i understand the women like it because he's like uh it it, it triggers like some sort of emotions because he takes care of the kids or something and he i don't fucking know i i'm not like that i have no hair no tattoos and uh no no kids so um it's fair you know i have kids and tattoos and hair but i'm not in shape so and you're a ginger. And I'm a ginger, so I have no soul. Um, speaking of soul, I did some checking in with some of my people who are in hell. <laughs> just some of them? Some of them. Uh, some of my contacts, and they said that Prince Philip is having just a great time. What about DMX? Uh, he's not in hell, sir. Hold I know he went to heaven, heaven, but I didn't know. You don't have any contacts in heaven? Do I seem like that type of person? <laughs> that's <at> true. <laughs> fair point, fair point. All right, well, moving forward, today's show, we will be discussing the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, also known as Pastafarianism. It's a social movement that promotes lighthearted view at religion and opposes the teaching of intelligent design and creationism in public schools. It is a very well thought put together religion actually done a lot of research on this just just for this show so basically back in january 2005 a man named bobby henderson a 24 year old physics graduate from oregon state university sent an open letter regarding the flying spaghetti monster to the kansas state board of education in the letter henderson satirized um creationism by professing his belief that whenever scientists carbon date an object a supernatural creator that closely resembles spaghetti and meatballs is there <laughs> changing the results with his noodly appendages henderson argued that his beliefs were as valid as intelligent design and called for equal time in science classrooms alongside intelligent design and evolution <laughs> all right the letter was sent prior to the Kansas evolution hearings as an argument against the teaching of intelligent design in biology classes. Henderson describing himself as a, quote, concerned citizen. 
representing more than 10 million others, argued that intelligent design and his belief that the universe was created by the flying spaghetti monster were equally valid. In his letter, he did note, I think we can look forward to a time when these three theories are given equal time in our science classrooms across the country, and eventually the world. One-third for intelligent design, one-third time for, the, for flying spaghetti monsterism, and one-third time for a logical conjecture based on overwhelming observable evidence. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, obviously this did not go over well with the Christian faith and... I'm assuming other religious faiths. Yeah, no, no, no. It was just, I guarantee, just the Christians. Those people, you if you say... I'm sorry, go on with your story. <laughs> well, go ahead, Bernie. Go ahead, Bernie. Continue. I've never, ever seen someone say, I support such and such cause or such and such group or such and such legislation or such and such politician or such and such subject matter in a school because it lines up with my Muslim, Jewish, Buddhist, Hindu, any other belief system. But the Christians are like, I don't know, we got to put our God back in all the schools. Why? What What makes yours better than all the rest? There's fucking thousands of deities out there, but yours is the best. My deity that I started last Friday has Jim Jones, the Kool-Aid man, and a fucking Triceratops as the deities. And you know what you can do? You can fucking see and verify the existence of all fucking three. But you don't see me out there protesting to get my congressman to make a law because that's what Jim Jones would have wanted. Shut the fuck up. Keep your book and your shit to yourself and send your kid to school to learn about facts and go the fuck home. (laughs) Done. Moving on. According to Henderson, the... I'm getting canceled. They're going to cancel. (laughs) This show's already been canceled after last week's episode, buddy. Fucking Alex Jones. He's talking about Archibus! Okay, that's enough of that. I need... I'm just... I'm drinking whiskey and just rambling. Go Um, on. Since the intelligent design movement uses ambiguous references to designer... To a designer, any conceivable entity may fulfill that role, including the flying spaghetti monster. Mr. Henderson later explained... I don't have a problem with religion. What I have a problem with is religion posing as science. If there's a god, and he's intelligent, then I would guess he has a sense of humor. Right. I support that. Yes. (laughs) So shockingly, the Kansas State Board of Education was not quick to respond to his open letter. So then uh, Henderson posted it on on the website for the Flying Spaghetti Monster, which gained quite a bit of interest from the public, as you can imagine. It became an internet phenomenon finally did receive responses from the the board members in Kansas. Three of the board members, who all opposed the curriculum amendments, responded positively, and a fourth board board member commented, it is a serious offense to mock God. Which God? Uh, Well, they didn't specify, but I'm pretty sure we know which one it is. Within one year of sending his open letter, Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster received over 60,000 emails. 95% 95% had been supportive, and the other 5% said he was going to hell. Uh, 
that's those are two extremes. Yeah. I thought you were going to say 95% were supportive and the other 5% were negative. No, no, no. 95% were like, oh, yeah, it's cool. I like what you're doing. The other ones were like, burn, you heretic. <laughs> Pretty like, much. What? And it's funny because the Christians typically, they want to convert you and, and shit like that. Those didn't, though. They were like, nope. You're going nope. straight to hell. I'm not even going to try. Just send him, send him down there. He can he can burn with Prince Philip and Mother Teresa and whoever else is down there. <laughs> so obviously, with it um, this also you know originating being satirical in nature, which you're obviously going to have people that actually follow along with this in in a, in a real sense. It was picked up by different websites, obviously. Boing Boing, Something Awful, Encyclopedia. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's um, a website called Boing Boing and it's not a porn site? Yes, yes. Interesting. More, I have more on Boing Boing coming up. Have you gone Ooh. to the website? <laughs> um, that, I do that in my off time. Oh, okay. Pretty much, you know, the, the flying spaghetti monster became a symbol for a case against creationism, intelligent design, and public education. In August of 2005, a challenge from a reader... Boing Boing announced a prize of $250,000, later raised to a million, of intelligently designed currency, payable, (laughs) intelligently designed currency, payable to any individual who could produce empirical evidence proving that Jesus is not the son of the flying spaghetti monster. (laughs) Wait. Wait, they're proving that he's not the son he's of the flying not, right, spaghetti Right, yeah. Monster. If you could prove that he's not, then you would get a million dollars of intelligently designed currency. So it's possible that the Christian God is the flying spaghetti monster and Jesus is still the traditional Jesus, right? Correct. So they're not even erasing, they're not even erasing you know, Jesus. They're just saying There's that... adding it, to it. Yes. Well... They, they, well, they, you'll see as we get farther along, you'll learn more about their holidays and how the world, how the universe was created. They even have a heaven and a hell. Huh. With all the, with the combined efforts of everybody for the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, the, the Kansas board voted to reject amending the science standards and uh, intelligent design was not added to the curriculum. I think, just a uh, sidebar. As much as I rant and shit, I think that intelligent design should be taught in schools as a theory, just to simply give kids, you know, hey, here is what some people believe, because if the school system is designed to prepare children to function in society, which, let's be real, it's fucking not, it's not. No, it's not. But if they wanted to do that, they would put something like, like, listen, listen, here's like fucking, here's four days on this, like, just a brief overview, research it on your own time if you want, but this way, you're not caught off guard when you encounter someone who inevitably believes this way. Have a good day. Well, <clears throat> I agree. I, I think it should be taught, but the problem is, is usually whenever this debate is brought up, they want to completely remove evolution and just include and just talk about this. They can fuck off. But I'm but I mean, you know, which which coming up shortly I'll have a story about the county that we all live in and how the flying spaghetti monster Pastafarians got them to stop 
the exact thing we're talking about. Although Mr. Henderson has stated that the only dogma allowed in the Church of Flying Spaghetti Monster is the rejection of dogma. It's like uh, the only rule is there are no rules. Correct. He there's a there's a book he's written, the Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, which is their holy book. You can actually purchase it on Amazon. <laughs> I'm looking it up right. right <laughs> I'm literally opening Amazon on my Samsung. I don't think it's very device. expensive either. Yeah, I might need to invest in that. Can't find it. I saw it earlier. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you in a little bit. According to the religion of Pastafarians, the central creation myth is that an invisible and undetectable flying spaghetti monster created the universe after, quote, drinking heavily. <laughs> According Are you sure to you're these not talking beliefs, about Bernie? So it's me, yeah. <laughs> According to these beliefs, the monster's intoxication was the cause for a flawed earth. And furthermore, according to Pastafarians, all evidence for evolution was planted by the flying spaghetti monster in an effort to test the faith of Pastafarians, parodying certain biblical literalists. <laughs> when scientific measurements such as radiocarbon dating are taken, the flying spaghetti monster is there, changing the results with his noodly appendage. <laughs> Which they one? also <laughs> they I don't have... specify. I have a noodly appendage that I don't think anyone wants me to do anything with uh, other than keep it to myself. <laughs> I have a quote from uh, Mr. Henderson here um, that I like to share because I think that y'all will enjoy. He stated, he's quoted in saying, with millions, if not thousands, of devout worshipers, the church of FSM is widely considered a leg legitimate religion. Even by its opponents, the most fundamentalist Christians who have accepted that our God has larger balls than theirs. <laughs> that's, that's, that's meatballs. Uh, uh, that's, oh, that's awesome. So there is an afterlife for Pastafarians. Their conception of heaven, which Bernie I think would enjoy, and he would want to go here, includes a beer volcano and a stripper factory. Huh. Please go into more detail about these two, because... Yeah, this beer volcano... Yeah, I, I feel I, like heaven would cold? be. I feel like I, heaven should be like a chain of volcanoes that have liquor, and then hell would be a beer volcano that only has room temperature <laughs> Bud Light. <laughs> Funny you talk about their hell. So their hell is similar to heaven, except for the beer is stale and the strippers have sexually transmitted diseases. <laughs> Which, to be fair, who cares? Because if it's strippers, you can't touch them. Right. It's not that bad. You're still looking at titties. <laughs> well, well, you can touch them apparently, as we found out not recent, not long ago. But <laughs> you can eat it. But you, but <laughs> can't, you fuck can't fuck it. it. Um, oh. So they do have a heaven and hell. I'm, I, I appreciate the fact that hell, you still get beer and strippers, but you have much tougher trials to deal with. I'm drinking Woodford Reserve. By the way, in case nice, nice. Wondering. No, no, uh, Hawk Stater slow and low. No, no. I, I've got a rule at my my home bar that is, uh, you don't finish a bottle until you have its replacement on hand. And oh. I've only got a couple drinks left. A couple. I mean, it's good sized glasses full, but I only still have a couple glasses left of Hawk Stater. So. Okay. Um, okay. You know, next time I visit uh, 
one of my religious establishments, a, a liquor store, I'm going <laughs> to find a bottle. <laughs> so, according to the Pastafarian beliefs, pirates are absolute divine beings in the original Pastafarians. Pastafarians believe that the concept of pirates as thieves and outcasts is misinformation spread by Christian theologians in the Middle Ages. Instead, Pastafarians believe that they were peace-loving explorers and spreaders of goodwill who distributed candy to small children. <laughs> adding that modern... <laughs> what? Apparently pirates went around spreading love and peace to everybody and they gave children, small children, candy. No. Um, <laughs> oh Interesting. Um, adding, they also say that modern pirates are in no way similar to the fun-loving buccaneers from history. They also believe that ghost pirates are responsible for all of the mysteriously lost ships and planes in the Bermuda Triangle. That's a that's a kraken, Craig. Well, according to the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, it's pirates, ghost pirates. They do have a holiday that that revolves around pirates. Um, on September nineteenth, International Talk Like a Pirate Day is a holiday that is celebrated by FSM. Do they believe that pirates were dilfs? I I would imagine they are. Are the... show me the booty. <laughs> I just picture, like, you know, like, you know, Johnny Depp, and he's, like, pulling up in his, you know, the Black Pearl, and he gets off, and he's, you know, just, like, throwing candy from the, from the, the deck of the ship to the children. <laughs> I, I saw a screenshot of a Disney Channel show, and I think we've probably all seen it. It's a, it was a screenshot of a Disney Channel thing, and it was some show, and they had these two animated kids, and uh, one kid was saying to the other... A good pirate never steals someone else's property. And someone captioned it like, I don't think the Disney Channel has a great grasp on what it is a pirate actually does. Maybe the Disney Channel... I feel like Disney Channel may have been a Pastafarian. Exactly. I was about to say, maybe Disney are Pastafarians. He was probably Phineas and Ferb, too, is what screenshot you've seen. No, no, no. It was real. it It was like children like actual human looking individuals oh yeah the inclusion of pirates in pastafarianism was part of uh, mr henderson's original letter in an effort to illustrate that correlation does not imply causation he also presented the argument that global warming earthquakes hurricanes and other natural disasters are a direct effect of the shrinking numbers of pirates since the 1800s and so it it's nothing to do with vehicle emissions. It's the amount of pirates in the world. <laughs> Even better was um, a deliberately misleading graph accompanying the letter <laughs> with numbers humorously disordered on the x-axis <laughs> shows that the number of pirates has decreased and global temperatures increased. So what you're saying is they drew a line, so the line represented the data they wanted it to look like, and then they, <laughs> they put like one, like like the first number might have been 10, and the second one was like 4, yeah, and the third one was 7, but the line's still going the same direction. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm with that. I have that. a picture, I have a, hang on a second, I do have a picture of the graph, hold on, I'll share it in the group chat. That sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, I will add it to the uh, Facebook page after this show goes live. That's fucking... Because <laughs> that's how I'm going to start graphing things from now on. 
I'm gonna put like real data, like the number of this and that, and it's just <laughs> that graph going straight up. Like, wow, that's insane! Like, now, did you read the graph or just fucking look at the? All right, image? it should it should show up in y'all's chat. It's fucking great. All right, so the years go, the years go in order. <laughs> so, so in in, in <laughs> all right so the for those 2000. of you following along at home in 1820 it shows that there was about the global average temperature in degrees celsius is a average 14.25 degrees and there were 35,000 pirates in 1860 there were 45,000 pirates and the temperature is roughly the same in 1880 there are t- <laughs> the line is still going upwards okay <laughs> over 14 and a half degrees but it's uh, only 20,000 pirates <laughs> This is great. (laughs) (laughs) In in 2008, Henderson interpreted the growing pirate activity in the Gulf of Aden as additional support, pointing out that Somalia has some of the highest number of pirates and the lowest carbon emissions of any country. I've never been to Somalia. I'm going to preface it with that. I have left the United States on one occasion... It was to go to a very tropical island uh, where there were no pirates, and um, it was a reasonably pleasant experience. <laughs> I am going to say, though, as someone who enjoys learning about history and the world and how it works presently and has worked in the past, that particular region has not progressed at the same rate other regions have <laughs> i'm trying to word this very carefully right, I, I, uh, I, I, a, I feel where you're going it's a third world country and and pirating is actually a really uh lucrative uh, career so the option. united states is not far behind this then no we're like a we're like a second world country where we have a semblance of a health care system and we pretend to have politicians that are on our side, and we have like running water and central heat and air in most buildings, but people also openly shit in the street. And well, everybody but Flint, Michigan has, has running water. Does Flint still not have water? I don't know. Because if they don't at this point, it's just, they should just burn the whole town. <laughs> start over, just start from scratch. So, there are holidays celebrated by Pastafarians. They celebrate every, every Friday for a Pastafarian is a holy day. Prayers are concluded with the final declaration of Ramen, and they also have a celebration of Postover, like pasta over, Postover. <laughs> right. Where um, you consume large amounts of pasta, and during... <laughs> Alright. And this Raymond Dawn where only ramen noodles are consumed. And then, of course, they observe International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Every year in um, 
you know, around the traditional holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Pastafarians celebrate a holiday simply named Holiday. It does not take place on a specific date. It, there's no specific requirements for holiday. Pastafarians celebrate holiday in any manner. Pastafarians interpret the increasing usage of happy holidays rather than a more traditional greeting such as, you know, Merry Christmas in support of Pastafarianism. In 2005, George W. Bush, the White House Christmas greeting card, wished people happy holiday season, leading Henderson to write a letter to the president as a note of thanks and also included a fish emblem depicting the flying spaghetti monster for his limousine or plane. I have a question about this flying spaghetti monster. Okay. He is often depicted from what I've seen as a bowl of noodles, traditional spaghetti noodles. Yeah. A bowl or a pile of traditional spaghetti noodles. He, listen, he boiled for man's sins. Is he is he in red sauce or is he in Alfredo sauce? Is he in vodka um, sauce? It's I not really sauce. Like it's, garlic it's, sauce. It's gravy. It's gravy. Gravy. I forgot about the gravy. <laughs> they gravy. don't really say just the like the picture like so. There's there's a classic picture. and I'm probably going to use it as the show's um. Oh, somebody else is picture. boozing. I hear it. Not um, me this time. It's the you know the the picture of Michelangelo's um, creation of Adam, where Adam's like reaching out and God's like reaching back. Um, this yeah. one is the same picture, except for it's a jumble of noodles and meatballs with eyes. But what kind of sauce does he have? What kind There's of no gravy sauce? Does he it's have? just like looks like plain. It looks like plain noodles and meatballs. So I feel like if Pastafarianism was to be compared to Scientology, and <laughs> I don't think they charge you in Pastafarianism. But if they had the different levels of heaven, I feel like the lowest level would be traditional red sauce out of a can. <laughs> <laughs> um, get super fancy yeah the lowest level is just like you get the noodles red sauce out of a can like like prego or or maybe even just sam's club um, <laughs> great value brand which to, let's in, in all fairness it's the same shit it's just the the company has a contract for this many go to this place and this many get this label put on it it's all the same shit it's everything's the exact fucking same until you get the higher, the more hoity-toity stuff. Then the second level would be like the chunky kind that's got the the bits of red, the the red pepper and green pepper and the fucking uh, the garlic and the garlic and basil, the tomato, and... yeah. And then the third level would be like a one of my favorite sauce, the vodka sauce. Right. Um, it's that little lighter red. It's kind of got a little bit of a punch to, in the flavor. It's it's got you know a lot a lot more. Uh, herb shit going on with it and then the fourth level would be the, the these are getting higher um the higher <laughs> level the fourth level is going to be like an organic it's, it's still a red sauce but it's like that meat sauce meat and garlic it's got the roasted like, garlic like the, the, like the public Greenwise style yeah sauce, yeah that stuff which is cost you a fortune to buy yeah and then you get into the top levels <laughs> where you Christ. get the the the, the fifth level You've got traditional, like a garlic Alfredo, like a with, with a like a maybe with a Parmesan, a Romano, like really really good stuff. And then the the top level, the sixth level. Bernie, how many top levels do we have? Because the top <laughs> level is there's the two third top level levels, the... five and six. <laughs> the highest level is is this sauce that my wife makes, and and she makes it from scratch. 
and it's it's like a garlic sauce. It's a white sauce. It's not. I wouldn't say it's an Alfredo, but it is. It's like a roasted garlic, and she roasts the like the garlic cloves by hand. It's fucking. It takes her like three hours to make a pot of the shit. Craig, you you tried it once? Did I think so. It? I'm yeah. pretty. Yes, yes, I have. It's very good. Yeah. Very so good. that's the top level. And no, I have a, I have an even higher level though. What is that? Because I'll come and fight you. The <laughs> buffalo chicken dip. Oh, that that she also makes. Yes. Yeah, but I don't know if I want that on noodles. Who said anything about noodles at this point? You just eat it right out of the pan. Yeah, just eat it, yeah, you eat it with your hands. <laughs> just I like stick your face in the in the crock pot. Yeah. So I accept these levels. There's seven levels. Okay. I think that um just to to preface or not preface this, but to continue on with this, um we should come up with different levels of heaven for the terrific trio. You think I haven't already been thinking about this? <laughs> well, we need to get this on paper soon. We're going to have a whole episode about it. <laughs> Introducing the new religion. We're going to come up with a... I'm going to have a name for it. I may file for like a 501c. <laughs> so, moving forward, we do... Um, there is a book called The Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. In 2005... Mr. Henderson received a reported $80,000 advance from Villard, a company, to uh, write his book. He planned to use the proceeds from the book to build a pirate ship, which he would spread Pastafarian religion. And throw candy. (laughs) The book was released in March 28, 2006, and elaborates on Pastafarian beliefs established in the open letter. He employed satire to present perceived flaws with evolutionary biology and discusses history and lifestyle from a Pastafarian perspective. The gospel urges readers to try Pastafarianism for 30 days saying, if you don't like us, your old religion will most likely take you back. (laughs) Um, Yeah, depending on the religion. He states that the website has more than 100,000 copies of the book have been sold. (laughs) Scientific American described the gospel as an elaborate spoof on intelligent design and very funny. It was nominated for a Quill Award in humor, but was not selected as the winner. It was been characterized as a necessary bit of comic relief for overly serious battle between science and superstition. And the Discovery Institute, which advocates intelligent design, labeled the gospel as a mockery of the Christian New Testament. Um, there's also another book called Loose, The Loose Canon, and this was before he wrote this before he received the advance to write the the gospel. And I'm going to share with you a few readings of from this book. So, the Book of Suggestions, chapter one, verse one: I am the flying spaghetti monster. Thou shalt have no other monsters before me. Afterwards is okay. Just use protection. The only monster who deserves capitalization is me. Other monsters are false monsters, undeserving of capitalization. Um, in, in the book of Slackers, chapter 1, verses 51 and 52, Since you have done a half-assed job, you will receive half an ass. The great pirate, pirate Solomon grabbed his ceremonial scimitar and struck the remaining donkey, cleaving it in two. The I book mean, is actually available for download. What I think I'm going to do is purchase a copy of it. And start a second podcast where every week for 20 minutes I in monotone <laughs> read from the book and when the timer goes off I will stop reading 
<laughs> wherever I'm at. Mid-sentence. Mid-sentence. Mid <laughs> and furthermore, when it is done, and just, oh, time, time's up. So, as you can guess, the uh, Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster now consists of thousands of followers. And some people have, I'm sure that there's a, a, a majority of people that you know, realize it's just satire and just, you know, do the stuff they do just to piss people off. But I'm pretty sure there's another big majority of people that actually follow it religiously and follow the teachings of Pastafarianism. It's mostly concentrated to college campuses, as you can imagine. And um, (laughs) according to the Associated Press, um, it's a kind of cyber water cooler for opponents of intelligent design. They often go to meetings in pirate-clad clothing, sell trinkets, bumper stickers, sample photographs that show visions of the flying spaghetti monster. What, what um, kind of trinkets? That I'm like um, hand-knitted um, noodles and meatballs. There's a okay. bottle of wine. What? There's a bottle of pastafari. It's flying spaghetti monster wine. Do they happen to make bourbon? Uh, they, I have not seen that yet. No, scotch. Um, well, they're not, they're American. They wouldn't make scotch. Someone uh, took the uh, the the famous painting of Michelangelo's The Creation of Adam and imposed a flying spaghetti monster over God. Um, I'm sure that went over well. Um, it's probably going to be the cover of our podcast show this week. Well, so here's so when you say superimposed the flying spaghetti monster over God, I think what you mean is they imposed their God over the Christian God. Well, yes, yes, yes. Okay, just making sure. There's, as you can guess, there's religious disputes. No. <laughs> um, you know, it's being used in religious disputes. Oh. It's, it's, um, <laughs> it says here the the flying spaghetti monster is often used as a modern version of Russell's teapot. Proponents argue that since the existence of an invisible and undetectable flying spaghetti monster, similar to other proposed supernatural beings, cannot be falsified that it demonstrates that the burden of proof rests on those who affirm that the existence of such beings exist. In 2007, December of 2007, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster was credited with spearheading a successful efforts in Polk County, Florida <laughs> to dissuade the Polk County School Board from adopting new science standards on evolution. The issue was raised after five of the seven board members declared a personal belief in intelligent design, Opponents describing themselves as Pastafarians emailed members of the Polk County School Board demanding equal instruction time for the Flying Spaghetti Monster. One of the board members who supported Intelligent Design dismissed the email as ridiculous, insulting, stating, they've made us the laughing stock of the world. No, you did that to yourself. Yeah. Later they stated that the, um... Wait. The bo- Yes. I just want to clarify that it took... A group of people or an individual petitioning the school board about Pastafarianism to make Polk County commissioners go, "Oh, we're a laughing stock of the world." Apparently, that's the that's, that's the straw did. that broke the camel's back. Uh, yeah, there's probably seven or eight shirtless meth heads in the Polk County Commission meeting. There's two shirtless meth heads probably sitting. In the county commission, there's a fucking wild alligator just crawling th- down the aisle. They know his name's Claude. He uses the the commission the the county commission meeting room as a cut through between two drainage ponds every Thursday. 
They know this. There's fucking people getting robbed. <laughs> pedophiles everywhere. Fucking red light cameras, which are unconstitutional as hell. People starting bonfires by using gasoline as an ignition source for a seven foot tall pile of just shit in their yard that's covered with trees of christmas trees yeah and 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 it takes a guy requesting that uh religion not be taught in public schools that's what it takes for them to go you know uh i think people might make fun of us (laughs) pretty much you know what polk stands for don't you people of little knowledge p-o-l-k yes we're not smart a lot of people think that it was named after uh President James K. Polk? It's not. It's an acronym. People of little knowledge. Um, it's on. It's on the internet. If it's somewhere on the internet, it must be true. So. So what yeah, is that this say place This place is a. This place is a. We're stupid. We made a yeah, podcast that seventeen people listen to. Yeah. We've invested more money into this than the amount of listeners. Yeah. We've gained. Yeah, that's true. We've been asked. We've been asking these people to do a simple task. Doesn't even involve money. Just fucking leave us a review. You know what they say? Fuck you. <laughs> okay? This is... We are not in, like, a, a top percentile of intelligent beings. We might be in Polk <laughs> County itself because I've seen the public here. Um, there's a big white sign at, at an intersection between a, a particular street and a railroad crossing that I frequent. And it says, do not stop on the tracks. And it's a big yellow <laughs> okay. light. I know exactly what you're talking about right now. And there's always someone stopped on the tracks. <laughs> I'm Don't pretty sure that, that like, people stop on the tracks there at green lights, too. They're just like, you know what? Fuck it. I wish that Survival of the Fittest would kick in. And just a train would just come barreling down there. Like, I think every they time someone stopped train. on the track, like a, just a fucking tra- like a high-speed fucking bullet train just like... <laughs> Have you seen, you know how they launch, uh, like, fighter jets off of... Yes, uh, like the slingshot thing. Like the slingshot, they launch the fighter jets off of the aircraft carriers. Yeah. So I think they should have a, they should have a train parked on, like, a sidetrack with the engine running at full <laughs> throttle <laughs> attached to, like, like behind a barrier. And anytime anyone stops there, it says do not stop on the tracks, both sides, there's a flashing light. Anytime someone stops on the tracks, they should just fucking slingshot this train at full speed at the person. <laughs> right? Because yeah, that would fucking solve the problem. It wouldn't solve all the problems, but it would ensure that that driver in that car would never stop on the tracks exactly. again. Exactly, yeah. What do, I mean... How do you feel about the guys that ride their bikes on the walking path at Lake Hollingsworth? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh Lauren, I fucking hate those people. Talking about Lake Hollingsworth, um, sometime this summer we're going to dress up in decorative attire and we're going to go caroling around Lake Hollingsworth. Yes, okay. Yes, we're going to sing okay. Christmas carols in like the middle of like July. In the middle of July. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's Let's part of it. that's part of um, the terrific trio too. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're gonna dress like Jim Jones. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we're gonna carry Kool Aid around to everybody. <laughs> Sunglasses. <laughs> we're gonna give him Jesus juice. That was a cool cat. Let me tell you what. <laughs> did you see the way guy got fucking dressed? That guy did not give a single fuck. <laughs> he was a terrible person. I know a lot about Jim Jones. He was actually an awful person, but uh, uh, he was fucking stylish. 
So this board member um, later stated that she had no interest of engaging with the Pastafarians or anyone else seeking to discredit intelligent design. As the controversy developed, scientists expressed opposition to intelligent design, and in response to hopes for a new, quote, applied sciences campus at the University of South Florida in Lakeland, University Vice President Marshall Goodman expressed surprise, stating, intelligent design is not science. You can't even call it pseudoscience. And the board members expire, expressed desire to return to a day-to-day work of running the school district instead of trying to push intelligent design. Well, that's good. The, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster has and became an officially recognized religion um, with varying degrees of success. In New Zealand, for instance, Pastafarian representatives have been authorized as marriage celebrants as the movement satisfies criteria laid down for organizations that primarily promote religious, philosophical, or humanitarian convictions. Federal courts in Nebraska ruled that the Flying Spaghetti Monster is a satirical parody religion rather than an actual religion. Shocking. But if you want to um, officiate weddings in representation of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, you can become an ordained pastor for them. Done it. I think it's like 40 bucks. Um, I think it's free. Is it free? Pretty sure it's free. Oh, maybe. Okay, I, I was looking at it last night, but I didn't see. I didn't look as. There's far as a lot that. of recognized churches online that you can become an ordained minister for free. Um, I've, I've done it on several of them. The United Church of Bacon is one of them. There's several. In 2012, Pastafarian in, in Pennsylvania petitioned the county that she lives in to allow representation for the flying spaghetti monster at the county courthouse, equally with a Jewish menorah and Christian nativity scene. And among around the world, a lot of people have been trying to, you know, get the flying spaghetti monster included in different community settings. The, the headgear has become a big thing. Um, a lot of people like to wear strainers on their head, pasta strainers on their head. <laughs> Shockingly, a lot of places, if you go in and say that this is part of your religion, they will let you take your driver's license photo and identity card photo with the strainer on your head Bet most countries um texas allowed it you can get your you can get a strainer on your head for as a driver's license photo um new jersey no <laughs> um, what about florida florida's not on the list god damn it a lot of countries though there's there's more countries and states that have approved it than have not which i thought was very amazing there was a a picture here of a dog tag that has the guy's religious belief as atheist slash flying spaghetti monster or FSM. It's it's taken off pretty big. <laughs> I'm here for it. That's really all I have on the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. It's 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 become a it's come a a very it's it's gained a very big gathering. And I first heard about it a few years ago and never realized how much data was actually behind it. I support. Lauren, are you are you changing your beliefs now um no i can't say that i am but you know i support whoever wants to join it what about when we start our religion i will support you guys and do and help it along well we need you we're gonna need you to you know you're one of the you're gonna be one of the founding members so Uh, you're gonna have to well in that case i'm just saying if I get to we make need, rules and tell people what to do. As, as, as um, 
the Pastafarians say, if you're going to half-ass something, you're going to get half an ass. Which half? That just depends on, <laughs> you know. Anyway, I have I have nothing else to talk about with uh, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Um, Bernie, do you uh, want to, do you have a Twitter post of the week? I have uh, both of the, I've got the Twitter post of the week and the interesting fact of the week. Oh, I have a fact too, but go ahead. Um, the Twitter post is uh, from at Tom DeLong, who is uh, from, from Blink-182 and a bunch of other like, uh, I think he was, I think he was in what, Angels and... Angels and Airwaves. Airwaves. Yeah, was he yeah. in that band? Yeah. I think he was in a couple other bands. I don't know. Um, but he says, it's a, it's a conversation. It's like, a, you know, he, he typed out a chat, basically. Uh, me, after dying, we need to talk. God, is this about the... Mi- me, is this about the... Mi- yes, it's about the micropenis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, so that's that. And... Um, yeah, so Craig, go ahead with your fact, and I'll, I'll have my fact. Well, two facts this week. Yeah, um, so my fact is, is, and this goes along with um, what we discussed earlier as far as Prince Philip. Prince Philip is widely credited with the invention of the party popper. Is that a... Huh. Isn't that the thing you take? Like, yeah, they go, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, I was thinking of a... Yeah, I know what you were thinking. I was thinking of something that people use when they're about to have uh, intercourse inside of the butthole. (laughs) 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 And there we go, folks. Lord. Go ahead with your fact, Bernie. This is kind of an actual, actually kind of an adorable fact. Uh, We all know what hermit crabs are, right? Yes. Yes. I read this and I was like, there's no way this is true. And then I, I researched it. I went on, you know, some legitimate, um, you know, peer-reviewed scientific-type journal websites that talk about real science and marine biology and, and shit like that. Or not marine, but whatever. Yeah, marine biology. I don't know what crabs are concerned. It's, it's science. <laughs> Fucking science sites, okay? Um, so hermit crabs live in shells. And... They they grow like um, fast, like like for a species. You know how, like like it's imagine if a baby. Uh, the way I read it was that like if you had a baby human that grew in a year's time to like a f- five or six year old size, that's the rate of growth for a hermit crab. So I mean, kind of you know animals like puppies. They they get you have a fucking year old dog that's already a you know full size and then it just gets bigger so you know they grow at a pretty decent rate so they're constantly uh getting new shells right Mm -hmm. because the shell is not part of the crab the crab fucking finds the shell and lives in the shell if a crab finds an empty shell he leaves the shell he's in and tries out the new shell if it's too big for him, and he doesn't fit, he can't drag it around, he doesn't like it, he'll go back in his old shell, and he'll fucking sit there and wait, and wait for other crabs to come along and try out the new shell. And if it doesn't fit them, they will make a line of hermit crabs in order of size until somebody comes along who fits the 
new shell perfectly and then everybody moves up one size so maybe the shell's two sizes too big it's <laughs> i'm not even fucking kidding you look it up it's kind of adorable that they, they make a line and maybe the empty shell is two sizes too big for the biggest crab but then a dude comes in and it's one size up it's perfect for him so he leaves his shell takes the new one then the the first dude is like oh shit well this guy's shell that he ditched is one size up for me he takes the one size up and they all just ditch their shells one size up and then the smallest guy leaves his shell there and they fucking move on about their business we that's don't deserve hermit crabs that's that's pretty fucking cool yeah i like it they're better people than we are it's everyone's true. a better person than we are that's <laughs> <It's> true <laughs> especially especially you lauren fuck you well bernie do you oh, want to take us out of this i fucking hate this part i'm gonna get a pre-recorded thing uh because i i hate this i hate I feel like I say this every week, and no one cares. This has been episode number 18 of the Multiple Personalities Podcast. We've discussed in depth the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster and um, how it's funny and also serious at the same time. They've done some good work in society. iTunes, rate us. Five stars if you like us. There's, I can, we can see how many people listen, okay? I don't know if you guys know this. I can see when you listen to the show. And if you listen to the show and I don't get negative feedback from you, I assume you had a positive experience. Surprisingly, most of our listeners, over 50% of our listeners, listen on iTunes. Yeah. So I assume you had a positive experience when you listened because you didn't tell us anything negative. But yet, you didn't fucking leave us a five-star review. Scumbags. It's fucking simple. It's free. You already have iTunes, and if you don't, you can get it. It's also free to make an account. If you do not have a negative experience, leave us a five-star review so that we can get somewhat more popular and we can quit bitching at you to leave us reviews. <laughs> um, donate to our causes. I haven't pimped the causes in a while. Uh, we're we're trying to raise money to go to the Flat Earth Convention, uh, reanimate a dinosaur skeleton, create a religion... And by uh, build a guillotine. Yep, we've raised zero dollars at this point, and I anticipate that next week, when we record again, we will still have raised zero dollars. It's so, true. I do think consistency is key in life, and uh, <laughs> you people just leeching off of us for entertainment and not leaving us reviews or donating. Uh, I do admire your consistency. <laughs> um, um, negative reviews. If you don't listen to us on iTunes and you, you are interested in finding us on iTunes to leave us reviews, you can go to our website, which is multiplepersonalitiespodcast.com. You can find links there to all the platforms where you can listen to us, iTunes, Spotify, several others. You'll find a link to our Facebook page, our Instagram, which, by the way, Lauren, um, Craig's girlfriend is really mad that you don't regularly update the Instagram. Yeah, so. I'm sorry about that. Like, I, yeah, I'll get better at that, I promise. Okay. Yeah, lies. I don't have yeah. an excuse. Like I just It's like it's yeah. like Bernie putting up the Urban Dictionary word of the week every week. That's exactly. That's, I'll work on that. Um but uh also you could find links to message us there. You can message us through Anchor, you can send us a voice message through Anchor, you message us on our Facebook. Uh, you can email us multiplepersonalities.pod at gmail.com. I made a promise last week to if we get a direct email I will only answer emails while drunk to the point of <laughs> I can barely type this out. So 
if you send us a message through the website or Facebook or anything like that, you're going to get a, a decent reply. But if it's directly to multiplepersonalities.pod at gmail.com, it's going to be a fucking disaster. Whatever you get back in your inbox, save it, frame it, I'll sign it. <laughs> um, upcoming projects. Um, next month we are going to be doing a 24-hour marathon and uh, for the five-year anniversary of our loss of our boy. Dicks out for Harambe. Dicks out for Harambe. So just everybody, everybody make sure you put that in your calendars. It's going to be live streamed too. How exactly are we doing that? How are we live streaming it? Just just go with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be a live stream right, show. Right, yeah. Let's uh, do it. Yeah. Leroy. Um, okay. We also have the... We're, we're not sure if the... We're, we're, we have the 9-11 show coming up. We don't know if we're going to be drunk or not. And I guess it depends on how drunk. Uh, and I then, feel like, yeah, there's a certain amount of... There's a certain amount of uh, humor and conspiracy that you can <laughs> safely talk about 9-11, but the drunker you get, the more you tread into dangerous waters. But I like to live dangerously, so... And um, the last one that we are apparently doing per Bernie, because um, he promised it in the last episode, is that all of October we will discuss Halloween celebrations, but we're going to record them a month early so that way they come out <laughs> during the month of October. <laughs> Not a month early. You said we were going to record them in the month of September. So well, no, 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 no. The first one we'll record probably in September to release the first week of October, and then okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's all I meant. Oh, that's what to say. Because <laughs> we have to do the nine eleven episode in September, and then we have to do the National Talk Like a Pirate Day episode. That's right. Um, Are we going to talk like pirates the whole episode? <laughs> that's the fucking goal. <laughs> so we're committing to a lot of. Uh, episodes that well the 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 harambe episode is the next one and i'm 90 percent sure that we're going to do one for harambe we also yeah. have to do one for scientology well we have our religion first that we have to commit yeah. to paper well yeah but we already said that we were going to go and we're going to get a tax building. exemption for it anywho i was pimping a bunch of stuff i forgot where i was at <laughs> uh website email we tell it every week they know where it is yeah if you don't know where it is um yay pay better attention <laughs> Yeah, pay, f- fucking pay attention. I'm Bernie. I'm uh, here with Lauren and Craig. Say goodbye to the people. Bye. Bye, guys. Goodbye, everyone. This has been an episode of Multiple Personalities. Multiple Personalities. Multiple Personalities. Goodbye. <laughs>